Welcome to a Roto Lounge podcast. I wanted to launch a quick podcast to discuss the impact of AJ Green going down in camp with what's been diagnosed as a torn ligament in his ankle. Now, before all this occurred, Green was going as the 13th wide receiver off the board in fantasy drafts. There were some in the industry clamoring that AJ was a steal at this draft position. But let's pause there for a minute. Now, I know that we can't predict injuries, but when the injury history is smacking you in the face, you have to take notice. Now, to his credit, A.J. Green has been a model of consistency most of his career, but you could start to see the signs of the game wearing on him by his fourth season as the go-to guy in Cincinnati. In 2014, Green missed four games due to a toe injury. He was limited another due to an arm injury, and then he was knocked out of a playoff game due to a concussion. Now, these things happen, right? And it didn't necessarily raise a red flag for me at the time. And in 2015, he had mostly a healthy year, only missing the second half of one game due to a back injury. Now, in 2016, he tore his hamstring and he was out for six games to end the season. So right there is when the clock begins and it's time to start looking into trading A.J. Green in Dynasty formats. He was turning 28 years old and he missed 10 games in the prior three seasons after, like I mentioned before, being a model of consistency of health. So 2017 arrived and showed us that A.J. Green could stay healthy for an entire season after these injuries, but his stats for the season show a clear dip in his production. Other than his rookie season, it was his lowest catch total, lowest yards accumulated, and lowest touchdowns scored in a season that he played every game. You can see the dip. You can see the dip, the trajectory in his value going down. Okay, it's time to get out. 2018 arrives. He re-injured his right toe, the one that he injured in 2014, and he missed seven games. So looking at A.J. Green's injury history from the past four years, and the fact that he was turning 31 years old this season, why was it a good idea to rank A.J. Green as the 13th best wide receiver in fantasy? There is no reason. The community is strictly going on the name brand of A.J. Green in the few years that he dominated. A new coach, a poor offensive line, and an average quarterback to go along with a recent injury history, and some thought it was a good idea to rank A.J. Green as the 13th best wide receiver? Now, I love A.J. Green. Don't let this come off like I don't. I've rostered him for several years in most of my dynasty leagues, and I've won several championships with him. So I have nothing but love for A.J. Green. And as an honest fantasy football evaluator, the game is passing him by. I'd love for AJ to be a stud again, but I'm afraid those days are few and far between. So the question is, where do you take AJ Green now that he's been injured? Well, if AJ can somehow make it back this year and put up a season like 60 catches, 1,000 yards, and 5 touchdowns, which I think is optimistic for him at this point, that would still put him around wide receiver 25 to 30 in PPR formats. That puts him around round 6 in a 12-man league. But I'd still take shots on guys like Christian Kirk over him, perhaps even Corey Davis or Cortland Sutton. So how does this affect his teammate, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Tyler Eifert? Well, let's start with Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd now has to be considered a top wide receiver this year in fantasy football. I'd even move Boyd up into my top 20. Now, I know it's not a swap A.J. Green for Boyd, and I know that last season Boyd did much better with A.J. in the lineup, but as do all number two wide receivers in the league. The advantage that Boyd has is that he plays the slot position. And not only does the slot wide receiver not have to face the toughest cornerback on the team, most times he plays against the third best. Not only that, but last season Boyd was ranked by Pro Football Focus as the fourth best slot receiver in the NFL. And that was over Juju Smith-Schuster. He only ranked behind Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, and Adam Thielen. He ranks second only to Tyreek Hill in yards per route and eighth in passer rating when targeted in the slot. He caught 20 targets for 14 first downs on third and fourth down, which ranks second among all slot receivers that ran at least 50 routes from the slot. 
Tyler Boyd is a very talented wide receiver. And another great sign for Boyd is that the Bengals signed him to a four-year, $43 million contract before the season started. What this tells me is that new coach Zach Taylor plans to use Boyd a lot in the new offense. And he didn't want that volume he's going to see to be used against him in contract negotiations next season. If Taylor didn't think Boyd would be a big part of the offense, they could have easily waited until next year to start negotiations. I think there are big things for Tyler Boyd's future, and I think he will be discussed amongst the top 15 wide receivers in the league next year for fantasy purposes. You should definitely bump Tyler Boyd up your fantasy football rankings based on sheer volume alone. How about Joe Mixon? Now, I have this eerie feeling that Joe Mixon is headed down the David Johnson path from a year ago. A new coaching staff, a poor offensive line, depleted wide receiver core, but yet a lot of the industry refused to drop him down their rankings because it was David Johnson. Now you have to know when to pivot, and name brand is the worst tool to use at your fantasy football draft. The same thing is happening this year to Joe Mixon. His ADP seems unchanged throughout all the bad news we keep hearing out of Bengals camp. First round pick out for the season. Six-year starter at left guard, Clint Bowlings, announced he was retiring. A.J. Green gets injured. And none of this news has moved the needle on Mixon at all. Now I get it. The Joe Mixon truther squad is deep. And they want nothing more than to say, I told you so. But it's time to take notice. I don't think the injury to A.J. Green hurts Mixon as much as the offensive line does. Except the fact that now that A.J. isn't getting the defensive coordinator's attention, where do you think that's going to go? It's going to go to stopping the run. Now, I think also the fact that Zach Taylor drafted two running backs inside another undrafted free agent is a red flag for Mixon. And while I wanted to see a breakout last year and possibly this year, I won't be having any shares of Joe Mixon in 2019. I'd much rather pivot to wide receiver or take a few running backs ranked below him like Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. And on the breakout Easter egg YouTube video that I launched, I mentioned Tyler Eifert as a possible breakout tight end. And the injury to AJ Green could open up more passing volume for him as well. So keep your eye on this situation during preseason. And I want to get out of here wishing AJ Green nothing but the best and a speedy recovery. This has been the Roto Lounge Podcast.